Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Everyone who's a long-term listener of the show knows that for quite a while, every week, we have been uh, really enjoying ourselves with an excellent recurring guest uh, from the Washington Post. Uh, every week, a different uh, writer, uh, reporter, uh, sharing your thoughts uh, from recent articles that are all phenomenal. And uh, today is no exception with Aaron Gregg joining us from the Post. Aaron, in fact, has been on the show. In fact, you are on. This is your second time this month. You're, you're, you yourself are about to become a show regular. So glad to have you back. And real quickly, for those not familiar with you, Aaron, talk about your beat on the Post. And welcome back. Sure. Thanks for having me on, and it's good to be a regular. Um <laughs> So my beat at the Post covers uh, a little bit of everything in the business sector. Um, basically, I'm interested in how uh, finances and economic systems uh, shape people's lives. And uh, the story today is about uh, a long-awaited move by Eli Lilly, one of the big three in, uh, insulin manufacturers, to cut their prices by 70%. Um, this is in response to a lot of sustained pressure from the Biden administration, Democrats, and um, really going back years, drug pricing advocates. And um, they're, in some ways, they're finally capitulating. Yes, and it's very exciting. It has the potential of creating a pretty substantial ripple effect across the entire industry, doesn't it? I think so. Um, you see Biden calling on all of the other uh, manufacturers to follow suit. Um, the other two have taken various cost-cutting measures of their own, um, offering like you know $99 uh, discount cards, um, packages that allow you to get a subscription uh, at a relatively cheap price. Walmart has one of the cheapest insulin deals out there. Um, but it's it's important to recognize that they're only applying these price reductions to their older uh, releases. So um, you'd really have to be a, a user of these drugs, an individual with diabetes, to know the difference between uh, the newest and some of the older uh, insulin drugs that they're releasing. Uh, the newer ones are probably still going to be uh, as expensive as they are right now. Um, so they're they're basically trying to segment their market here. Yeah, and I think you know part of it is is that there's a, a long history of uh, businesses trying to prevent government from actually taking legislative action that's hard to modify or change. Well, was made, and uh, I think Biden's done a pretty substantial and uh, consistent warning shot over the bow of businesses, and they would like to prevent them being in a situation where they're forced to change. That's right. Um, in some ways, you're seeing uh, the businesses and the politicians kind of each trying to claim credit for this. Uh, businesses are basically saying we've been pushing prices down for years. Um, the reality is that they increased by about threefold uh, between 2010 and 2020. So they're really just rolling back an earlier uh, price increase. Um, and then you see the FTC and uh, Biden basically taking credit for these reductions. Um, and you also kind of have to wonder if, if any business can can afford to a 70% price reduction. You know, you don't see those in other 
other sectors. You don't go to, you know, the grocery store and see 70% off very often. Um, so it makes you wonder what their margins are on, on these drugs and whether they uh, truly are offering that, uh, that product at a competitive price. That's terrifying if you think about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can afford yeah. to do that and not go out of business? What kind of profits are these people making? I need to, honestly, uh, I need to review my stock portfolio. <laughs> I may not have enough big pharma in it. I would say so. It's been a good year for big pharma in many ways. Uh, you know, you see a lot of these companies, um, they can basically set their price. Um, especially for something like insulin. These people need it to live. You can't just not have your insulin. Um, it, it is very common among diabetics to ration these uh, these products because um, they can get away with delaying them or um, basically just putting it off for, you know, for some period of time so that they have to buy less of it. But uh, from a doctor's perspective, that's not ideal. People want to have these things at the ready when their body needs it. So it's it's really kind of a clashing of, you know, health and finances in this case. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Um, talk a little bit about the um, your your thoughts in terms of how it might have a ripple effect. Oh, actually, before we get into that, I was reading that uh, the reality is, is that, you know, this one company has less than 10% of all of the uh, purchases out there when it comes to insulin. And, of course, they're not going to be able to provide insulin for the 90% plus that might want to get uh, true lower prices versus dealing with coupons and such that can change at any moment. That's one of the reasons why this deal is a big deal. But also uh, there's a certain nuance involved when it comes to these uh, drugs. In other words, this product uh, really works well for some, but it doesn't work well for others. Talk a little bit about that and, and how that plays into the economics. So uh, another thing that happened yesterday is they are introducing, Eli Lilly is introducing a new insulin product that basically copycats uh, a, a competitor's drug, and, and they even openly say that it's uh, interchangeable with and biosimilar to another insulin product, and they're they're marking 78% off the price, basically saying we will this this competitor of ours is so uncompetitive with this particular product that we can churn out a replica and sell it for 78% less. Um, so you know, competitive dynamics in this market are very, very weird. Um, you know, you have generic versions of these drugs, but um, they're able to release, you know, newer versions that have minor tweaks to them. Um, and I guess what you're left with is that um, people who have the income to pay for it can get the state of the art as they see it. And um, people who don't, uh, basically are left with a generic version. Um, as for whether the generic version will cut it or not, um, you know, you'd have to ask a diabetic to really yeah. tell the difference. Time will tell right on that one. How big of a factor, you know, they're talking about government, more and more pressure. They're talking, you know, of course, the market claims, yeah, we're being heroic. I'm really curious, though. You mentioned Walmart, which has done 
really some pretty innovative things when it comes to pricing, and they've done that for quite some time. Uh, Walmart and another major pharmacy have what they call what a $5 drug card or something like that, or a $10 drug card, certain number of drugs available through, you know, without an insurance for $10 or less. That, and that's a game changer. And now, of course, you've got Mark Cuban who really shakes things out. How big of a factor are these kind of things, particularly Cuban? Cuban is really going after it. Um, in fact, he's trying to develop uh, insulin. They were in the process of developing insulin to make available with their pricing model. Talk a little bit about that. You're exactly right, Kevin. I think that um, a lot of these innovations are really just a mark of how much money there is in the healthcare system. Um, people who are starting new businesses are often looking for parts of the system that are not functioning efficiently, where there are where there are big margins to be had and um, businesses to be made by entering a space uh, where the margins are higher than they need to be. And in healthcare, it's clear that those opportunities are everywhere. Um, you have massive costs built into the system and um, you know people like Mark Cuban, I guess, are, are looking at ways where they can they can squeeze in there and, and make a profit in the place of, of whatever incumbent may be charging exorbitant prices. So I think that's a lot of, of what you're seeing. Yeah, and I, I'm only expecting more. Man, you talk about an area that's been begging for competition. And uh, I've heard interviews with Mark Cuban about this and read articles about you know with him about it. And, yeah, there's a kind of an altruistic factor but you know, I I read it bottom line. I just think I see a guy who said who had plenty of resources to do it, and said this area was totally ripe for competition, and we still can make money. And uh, I don't see him doing anything entirely altruistic reasons. Which is not, it's just an observation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to sort of parse, you know, the motives of someone like that. I think that in healthcare particularly you have people who are releasing a product that helps people, um, it's life-saving medicine, but they also want to make money and um, you know, they they absolutely can do so in a uh a market like this where people literally have to buy this product. They can't just not buy it. Um there's competition, but it is the definition of a captive market when someone has to use this product to stay alive. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely kind of hard to parse the motivations of someone like that who is uh, offering a life-saving product, but they're also reaping massive financial benefits from doing so. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to ask you, uh, because you are dealing with something that we're always talking about all the time, uh, or you're often doing that, especially in the healthcare space when we talk about this. What are you expecting? What are some of the ramifications? What are some other things that you could uh, expect or are keeping an eye on uh, based on this really major development? Um, that's a good question. I think that you'll want to see what Congress ends up doing on insulin prices. In some ways, this is a story of companies trying to get ahead of government action and, and basically telling everyone, we've got it under control. Uh, we can do this ourselves and we don't need the, the heavy hand of government. 
intervening in our industry. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see whether uh, Congress and the White House are, are okay with that and, and taking the win as as they've got it. Um, because the reality is a business could raise costs again. Um, if, if a more, if, if a more, uh, free market oriented president comes into the office, if, um, the next president believes in more of a, uh, you know, uh, pricing agnostic or, or, you know, open stance towards competition and wants to take, take the reins off of the drug companies a little bit, um, or if the public eye moves on, I mean, a lot of this is driven by the fact that people really care about drug prices and that um, drug prices have kind of become viewed as uh, one of the examples of capitalism kind of run amok where you have unnecessary margins being placed because people need these drugs. And um, that's, that's really captured the public imagination in recent years. But so is a lot of things. I, I think it it remains to be seen whether the public is going to continue to be interested in this um, and whether it's going to continue to be something that, uh, you know, power brokers in D.C. are taking an interest in. Eric Gregg, he is with the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. Always love having you on the show. I always love, uh, I'm always a little smarter after we visited than I was before, which I love that. I need uh, all the help I can get. <laughs> it was a very uh, interesting conversation, a really big story, and finally a good news story when pricing. I hope we hear uh, more of those. I love the Post. People know that. I'm a big fan of it. And the Wall Street Journal, yeah, they're ideologically different. Uh, I also like the New York Times. Those are three publications I read religiously. And the reason why is I love the depth and breadth that uh, really those three uh, media are about the only ones out there that have that on a vast number of topics. And I, I just love that about, uh, about the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. Look forward to the next time. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.